You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Isaiah 59 in verse 2. He said, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Wow. So that's what is involved in death. When God told them, hey, listen, guys, I don't want you to hear that true. That's the boundary because the day that you do, you'll die, meaning there's going to be a separation. Our wickedness has separated us from God. There's no way to sugar there's no way to sugarcoat it. Immediately after the first sin in the Garden of Eden, humanity was destined to be forever plagued by sin. That still holds true today, but through his message, Pastor Dion wants us to know that we have a secret weapon to fight back with. That weapon is Jesus. He was sent to earth by God to die for our sins, and because of his sacrifice, we no longer have to be apart from God. That's fantastic news. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Genesis chapter 2 as he begins his message, Zombie Apocalypse. Well, I'll start by saying this. When we first surrendered our lives to Jesus, those of you that have already surrendered your lives to Jesus, when we first surrendered our lives to Jesus, we came to this knowledge that Jesus loved us and sacrificed himself for us. I mean, that was the reason that we responded to surrendering our life to Christ because we came to this sudden realization that God loved us and that Jesus sacrificed himself for us. But here's a question I ask, but why? Why did he do it? Why did he love us? Why go through all of that? Well, guys, In order to fully understand the good news of salvation, we have to understand the bad news, all right, that happened before it. Before we can understand what salvation provides and the good news, we have to understand why it was needed. Why is it good news? Because there was something bad happening in the background. Now here we're going to open Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Here's how it starts. And you, God made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. And you, God made alive, who were, again, dead in trespasses and sins. Let's talk about that. Guys, sin and death is the human condition. It's a universal human problem. See, human nature without God lacks spiritual life. We are spiritually dead. Alive physically, but spiritually dead. Every single human is dead spiritually to God until they come to the knowledge of Christ. But the problem is, before we come to Christ, before we are illuminated, before we are saved, we were all in the same human condition. We were alive physically, but dead spiritually. We were dead to God, but we were alive to wickedness. 
We were like dead men walking, right? This is what we were. We were what? Zombies. Say it again. What? Zombies. That's what we were before we came to Christ. We were alive physically, but we were dead spiritually, dead to God, alive to wickedness, but dead to God. Now, you may think of zombies as fictional, but I want you to know that just a couple of years ago, the CDC predicted a zombie apocalypse. Huh? Yeah. The walking dead and resident evil is coming to Espa. Yeah. For reals. In fact, Fox News interviewed a CDC spokesman about this coming zombie invasion. The spokesman explained that they have identified a dangerous parasite that if it reaches the brain, it turns its victim into a mindless, zombie-like slave. They've already named the condition Toxoplasmosa gandhi. That's the name of it, all right? That's the condition. That's what it causes. So they've already named this zombie apocalypse Toxoplasmosa gandhi. The CDC and many scientists believe that this condition could become as common as cancer and eventually usher in a zombie apocalypse. Now, wait a minute. Before you roll your eyes and say, oh, see, right? Before you do that, the Bible tells us the zombie apocalypse is already here. But the disease isn't taxoplasmazi, Gandhi, it's sin. Say it again, what? Sin. Guys, and mankind is already infected with this incurable disease. Already. In fact, here's how it happened. In the beginning, God created a perfect world, a perfect couple, and placed them in a perfect habitat, the Garden of Eden. And he created them, God created them to live forever. All right, so the perfect couple in a perfect world, in a perfect habitat, and they're designed and created to live forever. And then God gave Adam and Eve clear instructions and boundaries as they were to live in his beautiful creation. Here was the boundary. Here is what God said, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16. But the Lord God warned him, Adam, he said, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and of evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So here God creates this beautiful planet, beautiful universe, a complete and perfect couple, places them in a perfect habitat to live forever with him. In fact, the Bible says that Adam and Eve used to walk with God in the cool of the day. In the cool mist of the day. Isn't that awesome? Wow. All right? So they have all of that. And he says the only boundary, the only limitation is don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the day that you do, you will surely die. Now that death, what it included, guys, was separation from God. A broken relationship. A severed relationship, all right? It's going to put a wall between us. It's going to separate us, God said. That's what that death involves. In fact, God spoke through Isaiah explaining it like this in Isaiah 59 in verse 2. He said, but your iniquities 
have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden His face from you so that He does not hear. Wow. So that's what is involved in death. When God told them, hey, listen, guys, I don't want you to leave that true. That's the boundary because the day that you do, you'll die. Meaning there's going to be a separation. And you who walked with us in the cool of the day, you know, who, who walk with me in the cool of the day and enjoy the fellowship and the sweet relationship that there is, that's going to be gone. I am going to hide my face from you. I am no longer going to hear your prayers. Wow. One result of that death, of the warning that God gave them, was, what was that separation. Here was the other consequence of death, the warning that God gave them. He said another result is total depravity. The breakdown that's going to happen physically, spiritually. See, God says this is the warning. If you eat of that tree, you'll die. You're going to be infected with the incurable nature of sin and death. In other words, everything's going to start breaking down. Like aging. Oh gosh, right? Every time I pass the mirror now that I'm at my age, I think, who's that guy? And God gave them a warning. Everything's going to start going downward. A downward spiral. Aging. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be selfishness. There's going to be disease. There's going to be corruptness. There's going to be wickedness. If you want to know why, how could God permit the world to be filled with evil? Hey, listen, God, what happened, guys, is as a result of the consequence of sin and death. And God tried, he said, don't eat of the tree, because the day that you do, you'll have separation from me, and you will be totally depraved. Everybody say it out loud, what? Totally depraved. But in spite of the warning and the consequence, Adam and Eve rebelled and disobeyed. Oh, everybody say, cabezudos. But look at your neighbor and say, you know how it is. In spite of God's warning, they rebelled and disobeyed. And when they ate of the tree, they were separated from God. And remember, that's not only the fact that they got booted out of the Garden of Eden. God separated. No longer, he wouldn't hear their prayers. They were now separated from God. He, God even put an angel with a flaming sword to guard the Garden of Eden so they couldn't enter anymore. That separation was sealed. Wow. And then death infected every aspect of their being. From that moment, everything started decomposing as you live. Because that's literally what our condition is. And that's why I look in the mirror and say, what happened to the young guy that I used to see? That started happening to them. Everything started falling apart. All right? And so death infected every aspect of their being, both spiritually and physically. And guys, not just them, but all of creation came under an evil ruler and an evil curse called sin and death. Everything in the earth, everything in the universe, start, the same thing, starts deteriorating. Pretty interesting. Now, from then on, every person born is born separated from God and depraved by sin. So now it sheds light on the reason why Jesus had to, couldn't be born of a man, that he had to be born of spirit, because if he was coming as a redeemer, as a man, guys, he would be sinful. 
So it kind of tells us the reason for the immaculate conception. It also tells us the reason why we're told to go take the good news to the entire world because everyone is in the same condition. All right? So it sheds some light there. So we're completely depraved. We're separated from God. Everybody that's born. We are all conceived with what is called original sin. All of us. In fact, here are a couple of verses. Psalm 51 and verse 5, David said it like this. He said, For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. From conception, I was born with original sin, separated from God, and totally depraved. And guys, that, that's why you don't have to teach our adorable newborn children how to be stingy or jealous or what parent ever said, now, if you really want something from Walmart, this is how you throw a tantrum to get it. This is what you do. You convulse, you scream, you kick. No parent ever taught their kid that, yet it comes prepackaged. <laughs> and here's the thing. All of you, Right now, you might have it all packaged up pretty so that it doesn't look like that. But you are still the same selfish, manipulative person you were born to be. All of us, right? We might have it a little more under control. It's in our DNA. We are spiritually dead. It's in there. Now, that's why Jesus advised us to be born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Because contrary to all of those New Agers who say, have it on their bumper stickers and t-shirts, we were born right the first time? Oh, no, you were not! No! That's why we need to be born again. Here's another verse, Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 that says there is none righteous. You know what the Greek word none means? None. None. There are none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together all become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. We're all born in that condition. Then there's Romans 3.23 that says this, For everyone, you know what the Greek word for everyone is in English? Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of the glorious standard of God. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking about us. That's the human condition. And though people may look or seem good and are law-abiding citizens, Though they may have a good character and good behavior, beneath the beauty is a beast with an insatiable craving. Does that look like somebody you know? Huh? That's been in all of us. All right? All of us are in that condition of sin. 
I've told you the story before, but when I was about 18 years old, I got invited to, a couple of ladies invited me to do a Bible study at their house, and I showed up at their house, and I got there, and there's several Harley Davidsons out in their parking lot, and, and you know, I'm, I'm 18 years old, I work at a Anthony's department store in the men's department, I'm wearing, you know, dress slacks and a dress shirt and a thin tie, because it's the 80s, button-down shirt, I'm, I'm 18 years old, and I see all these Harleys, I'm invited to give them a Bible study, and, and then I go look in the window, and I mean, there's, there's all kinds of burly, I mean, you know, really guys with big old beard and hair everywhere and muscles and tattoos. And, and I, you know, I was saved at seven years old. And, and I, I go in there and I start teaching them the gospel. And I remember that one of them asked me, like, what's the worst thing you ever did? Take a drag of your grandma's cigarette? And I said, I didn't even do that. But let me tell you, I was a sinner nonetheless. I was born a sinner because of Adam's sin and was deserving of hell. And it didn't matter what I've done or what I haven't done. I was already born with that nature of sin destined for a destiny that wasn't next to God. I was born separated from God. That got their attention. No one's good. No one's righteous. No, not one. So, Paul, in the text in Ephesians, said that we're all dead in trespasses and sins. We are all zombies. Sinners by nature. But then Paul also said that we are sinners by choice and sinners by practice. That's the next step, right? Because, hey, listen, here's what happens. We're born sinners, and then guess what we do? Because we're born sinners. It comes natural to you, right? Being selfish, being rude, being ugly, being harsh, being lustful, it comes natural to us. We were sinners by nature, and then we are sinners by choice, and sinners by practice. Watch how Paul explains it here. Verse three, here, verse 2, here's what he said. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So we were born naturally sinners by nature. Paul said we were born zombies. But then, here's what happens. We all became part of the zombie dance crew. We all started walking or dancing, you know, according to the evil things, the evil dictates of the, of the world. We, were, we weren't dancing to Marilyn Manson's tune of Resident Evil or doing the Monster Mash. No, we were dancing to the music, Paul said, of this evil world. Dancing to the immorality, the ideologies, the philosophies of this present evil world. We were doing a line dance that is choreographed by the prince and the power of the air. See, we were born nature sinners, and then, hey, we just started being part of his dance crew, doing what everyone does. Sin. We followed their ideologies of the world. We followed whatever it is that was dictated. Whatever, you know, was presented. Hey, that's, that's what everybody's doing. Let's just do it. So we were as in sync with this present evil world as Michael Jackson's dance team in Thriller, if you remember it. I mean, we've got all the moves down. And not only did we just, I mean, we just played a part, but we loved it. We enjoyed it. Paul tells us we, we were following that choreographed moves that came from the prince and the power of the air. 
Jesus identified him as the devil. So, listen, we were born with a nature of sin. Then we just start doing the dance like everybody else, not realizing that the puppet master that was pulling all of the strings was the devil. In fact, Jesus described him like this in John chapter 8, verse 44. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's why we did what we did. That's why we walked the way we walked. And he was the puppet master that was pulling all the strings. And we were just playing along because that's, hey, it felt right. Paul in another passage calls Satan or the devil the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 says, Satan, who is the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the message about the glory of Christ who is in the exact likeness of God. That's where we were. We were doing the dance crew. We were, Satan is pulling the strings. And we are totally blinded, oblivious that we're in the need of salvation. How many of you remember before you were oblivious to the need of salvation? I mean, just living it. Just living life. That's, that's all you knew. Unsaved men are under Satan's influence and control. He's the God of this world. He has them hypnotized, addicted to his lusts and flesh. He has them pursuing the immoral cravings of their flesh, indulging in self-centered appetites, pursuing what feels good and makes them happy, right? We were like carnivorous zombies in Night of the Living Dead, living for the next Lunchable. We couldn't wait to get our party on. I mean, man, we were oblivious to anything else. We were sinners by nature. We were sinners by choice. We were sinners by practice. And therefore, deserving of God's judgment. Let's read it. Paul goes on among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. Children of wrath meaning children of, of judgment. We were children in need of judgment. Because of our nature of sin, because of our choice for sin, because of our practice of sin, we were doomed for eternal destruction. Children of wrath, hopelessly and helplessly condemned. We were already judged, considered guilty. That's what we were, guilty. Born guilty, nature, choosing. When we finally decided to choose sin, well, guilty. And then we practice sin, we were guilty and deserving of God's wrath. We were all destined for hell. Now guys, hell is a real place, a real geographical location. Jesus never spoke of hell in allegorical terms. He spoke of hell as a real place with a real devil for real rebels.
been listening to Pastor Dion Cordova right here on The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been refreshing us all by bringing it all back to the simple basics of the faith. And when it comes back to the basics that everybody knows and takes for granted, there's one verse that's more quoted than any other in history, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Take a moment and bask in the glory of God's unending, unstoppable, unfiltered love for you. He loved you so much that He gave His Son for you. Have you said yes to Him? If you haven't, here's your chance. Just tell Him that you repent of all the wrong that you've done and that you believe in Him. Make Him Lord over your life today. It's the only response we can have to a love that's that big. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Call us at 505-753-4363. Once again, that number is 505-753-4363. We want to celebrate with you. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. Are you in the area? Even better than a phone call, stop in and see us. We're here at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're so excited to meet you and have you join us for worship. You can find all the information you need at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. We hope to see you soon. And we'll be back next time with more from The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.